Hello, 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 and welcome to the third episode of the Leo's Hex. I'm your host, Isaac Williams. I am just so delighted to be back here again today, guys. Um, I did not film last week. I did not record last week. Uh, I don't know how many of you noticed. Probably not very many. Okay, let's be honest. Um, anyway, I'm happy to be back this week making another podcast, making, talking for a bit, you know, I like talking, we like talking, everyone loves hearing me chat, except for the ones who don't, and for those people, you are not why I do this, I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm so negative, (laughs) I don't need to be negative, but I am, also, The radiators just cut on. I live in New York City, so it's nice. It is nice. Don't get me wrong, but if you hear a little sound, a little hiss, it is not me. It is the radiators keeping me warm while I sleep. Okay, guys? Anyway. Oh, the honking of New York. Um... So I might say the post of New York is the honking. Um, but who am I? I just got here. Um, anyway, I'm looking at my notes for the podcast. Yes, I take notes before I jump in. Okay, I take a few notes, have a little bit of structure. I'm professional about it. Um, but I'm looking at these notes that I made last Sunday. And it's really interesting to look at these. So here's what the note says. It says, I love teaching and what I do, but my soul needs to do another production. Seriously. I always miss it. Stay tuned on that, I guess. So, that is really interesting that I wrote that because last weekend, this past weekend, I participated in the New York City 24 hour, sorry, New York City 48-hour film contest. So basically what that entails is we made a film, wrote it, shot it, and edited it in 48 hours. Kind of crazy. It was kind of a lot, but I really did enjoy it. Um, So basically what happened was we put a small team together of about like five or so people, and um, on Friday, we all met at the restaurant, everyone who's participating in this contest, about 30 different teams, 30 different short films have been made, and um, what happened was, is we all drew from this little hat, and what we were drawing were these genres, so we had to follow the genre that we drew. So the genre that we drew was sci-fi and revenge. So you can either do a short film on sci-fi or revenge or a mixture of both. And we decided to go with sci-fi. So that night, starting at 7 p.m., we wrote the film. And then the next day, we shot it all day. And then... The next day, it was edited it, edited it, and um, that was it. 
So Saturday, we recorded all day. We wrapped at like 1 a.m. And um, we ended up just staying at the director's house, which is where we filmed because the commute was brutal. Um, it was brutal. And even though I live in Brooklyn and we shot in Brooklyn, you have to like cross the bridge and then like go down and then cross back over the next bridge. And it's a whole thing. It's a long commute. It wasn't cute. But anyway... It was really rewarding to do the short film, and it was really special, and um, made a lot of moments on set, and got a lot of pictures. Pictures are nice. Refer back to my first podcast, where I talk about how living in the moment is... <laughs> when you're living in the moment, you're allowed to take pictures. That's all the podcast is. Like, you don't even need to listen to it. I just summed it up all for you. I summed all of it up for you. You don't even need to worry about it. Um, anyway... It was really nice to do it, and um, also, I um, am starting rehearsals for a play that I'm in. Um, it's a small part, but uh, it's just nice to be on stage. Um, same director who directed the musical that I was in, he asked me to step in and help out with this, so it, it's nice, um, and I'm, I'm happy to do it. So Anyway, I say all this because, one, I wanted to update you, but also... Um, like I just, uh, like I said, um, I had a little note in my computer, in my notes, that said, I really want to just get back into it and do it again, and, um, the universe listens, and, um, I did two things, I'm part of two things now, you know, right at the end of the year, just sneaking these into, and then at the end of, at the end of November... My short film that I filmed in July comes out, which is really exciting. So it's all good things, and I'm always so full, and I always, um, I always feel, I always have this like moment of like yearning and like the need to do more, you know, right before I get that more, right before I get that, that thing that satisfies, that satisfies, um, an itch that I have, um. You know, so, all good things. Um, also, guys, I live in New York City, as you may know. And I am actually, um, the radiators in my apartment cut on yesterday. A radiator is what keeps you warm at night. Some heat gets spit out. So, um, if you hear any hissing, it's not me. It's not me, okay? It's not me. It's the radiator. Um, also, it's been raining every single day, which I love, but like, I, it's my favorite weather. It really is my favorite weather. A cloudy day, a little rainy, a little chilly, a little spooky, but only when I'm inside. I, we, I were filming in the rain. It wasn't cute, but I love to be inside for it, but I don't love being outside in it, so... Speaking of weather, guys, it's getting chilly outside, okay? And you know what that means. You know what that means. It's cuffing season. <clears throat> it's cuffing season. It's chilly. It's chilly. We want someone to hold at night. We want the cuddles. Like, we want... To make the bed warm. Not like that, but also, maybe a little bit. 
Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just here. It's just, I'm just here. Okay, guys, I don't know. But anyway, guys, I know it's cuffing season. That's why I wanted to come in here. And before you go out there, you go out there and fall in love. I just wanted to give you some advice. Some love advice. And listen, I don't love that word. I don't love the word love, okay? But someone has to do it. Someone has to come in and help our sisters out. And today it's going to be me. Alright, so today's title is Be Careful with Who You Fall in Love With. And there's a lot to it. Okay, it needs some explanation. And if you haven't noticed already, the titles of these podcasts are really just these broad statements that require elaboration. The elaboration is the podcast itself. If you wanted to know why my titles are just so jarring and shocking and so vague, vague, darling, um, that's why. Okay. So anyway, let's jump right into it. Today I'm going to give you some advice. I'm going to be giving you some questions that you should ask yourself before you get into a relationship, before you fall in love, before you have that situationship. Some things you should ask yourself, some things you can, like, consider before, you know, you decide to do it, you know? Um, I say the word, I say decide, because controversial, controversial statement coming up. So prepare yourselves. Just prepare yourselves. Love is not something that just happens to a person. And this quote is from, you might know, I'll give you a second to think, because you might know. All right, time's up. It's from Little Women. Little Women, okay? Florence Pugh says this. I don't know who she plays. I'm not going to hold you. But she says, love's not something that just happens to a person. I think we have some control on who we fall in love with. And I said, yeah. Yeah. I agree strongly. And let me try to explain why. So I would agree that, you know, when you first meet someone, like a new person, you might feel something, you know, and I, you might feel something really special. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm connecting with this person. This is really nice. And then you already start kind of fantasizing about, like, what it could be and what, like, you guys could be and, like, what you can make and, like, whatever. And you get excited and you get giddy and there's little butterflies and, like, all these things. Got it. So valid. Been there, done that. Would I say that that is love? No, I would not. I would say that that is interest. And that's what interest feels like. I mean, it's just like when, like, you're introduced to, like, like, if you hear a new song, like, your friends put you on a song, and you feel something, like, oh my gosh, what is this? I love this. You might even say, I love this. I love this song. What's this song called? Baby, you don't love this song. You haven't, you haven't even heard all of it yet. Same thing with the person. You not love this person. You're not, like, love at first sight? Stop it. Literally stop it. You do not love this person. You have not even listened to their full song. Ooh, he's spitting. Watch how bitch he's spitting. Back the okay, back up, cause he's spitting. Okay. 
Anyway, that's just me. That I could do a whole podcast on Love at First Sight, and Love at First Sight is a hoax. It's a hoax, okay? But that's not why I'm here today. I'm not quite. Kind of, but not quite. I'm here today. I have my loudest pants on um, today. I don't know why I chose these. I'm, like, nervous to move around. Um, but anyway, some advice, some questions you should ask yourself before you get into that relationship, before you fall in love, before you get into that situationship, start dating. Here's some questions that you should ask yourself. I have about ten, I think. So, let's jump into it. I ain't gonna hold you for too long. Okay, but it's important because it's getting chilly. Alright, let's jump in. Number one. Why do you want a relationship? Now, this is a good question to ask yourself. Because... I mean, I think it's self-explanatory, but if I must explain. It's always nice to know why you want something before you get it. Because it's going to determine whether or not you need to even go get it. It's like, I'm trying to think of like an analogy or a comparison. Um... Like, if you really want, like, a new pair of headphones, right? And you're like, oh, I want to go buy these. Before you go buy them, you ask yourself, okay, why do I want these headphones? Why do I want these headphones? If you ask yourself this, like, you, like, for example, another example within an example. The new, like, AirPods, like, Max, they're not new, but whatever. They're relatively new and very expensive, and I kind of want them. And I've been asking myself, okay, so why do you want these headphones? And I'm like, okay, because they sound really good. Okay. Lots of things, lots of headphones sound good. Why else do you want these headphones? Um, because they're aesthetically pleasing. Okay, well, there's lots of headphones that are aesthetically pleasing. Why else do you want these headphones? Well, I want them because um, for my workouts. Like, okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but they're really heavy, they won't be great for workouts. I'm like, okay. And you also, you also already have headphones for, like, working out. So, like, why else do you want these headphones? And you, you'll find that, like, you start running out of reasons. And the reasons that you do have... Who's calling me? I'm literally recording, first of all. Not cute. Um, uh, you'll find that there's not a lot of reasons, or, or at least reasons that you think are, like, enough, or, like, suitable, or, like, you know, worth it. Um, so, yeah, that's number one. Why do you want to be in a relationship? And is that reason good enough? You know, do you want to be in a relationship because you're lonely? You know, or you want, do you want to be in a relationship because you're bored? Do you want to be in a relationship because you... Are you just got out of a relationship and you need to fill the time? Like, why do you want a relationship? I won't tell you the reason as to, like, a, a reason that's, like, you know, that I think is, like, a good reason. That's up to you. Like, you'll know whether or not your reason is a good reason. And you're kind of the only person who can, like, tell you, like, tell yourself that. So that's number one. Number two. 
Do you have the mental capacity for a relationship? Now, this is a good one as well. A little pat on the back. Mental capacity is so important before you jump into anything. Because I found that, like, a lot of people that, like, I've been involved with, like, whenever it ends, it's usually because one of us or both of us just don't have the emotional capacity, the mental capacity to, like, or even, like, just, like, the time, honestly, the energy to give to this relationship. Because it's, like, it requires all of those things, just like anything that you start. You know, like if you have like if you have a job and you go to work every day, it's like, do I have the mental capacity? Can I give this job the effort that it needs and that it requires? And it's like also like when you're buying a pet, you're getting a pet. You have to ask yourself, I really want this. You know, I really want this. But like, do you have the time to take care of a pet? You know, do you have the money to take care of a pet? Um, what are the responsibilities that comes with, like, that comes with, like, having a pet? Same thing with a relationship and a person, you know? Can I give this person the time and respect and the effort that they deserve? You know, and if you can't, it's like, you have to ask yourself, well, would I like it very much if someone got involved with me, you know, even if they knew they couldn't give me what they knew that I deserved, you know? Um, you know, so it's like, can you give them that? And if you can't, then that's fine. You can still be friends. You can just, like, take your, like, you know, just take your time and just have your own space. And maybe just, like, don't get into it right now. Because we love to say right person, wrong time. And it's like, okay, so, like, what is wrong time? And usually it's like, I'm dealing with something where I, I just don't have the mental capacity to to give you what you deserve. That's what the wrong time is. So if we can put ourselves in the right time and get ourselves ready and work on ourselves and, you know, don't even entertain the idea of starting something if you know that it's going to be the wrong time, if you know that you're not going to be able to give them the effort that they deserve, you know. So, that's number two. Number three. And this is, like, number three comes in, like, when you are, like, you, like you've already, like, gotten to know this person. Like, maybe you're a friend. Like, maybe you've gone a few dates, whatever. This is, like, once, you, once you've decided, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to talk to this person. Not quite a relationship, but, like, I'm going to talk to them. Number three, what does this person offer that you can't find somewhere else? Now, this one is more like, you know, it is something that you can ask yourself before you get in a relationship, but it's also something you can ask yourself, like, once a relationship ends, and that's, like, a whole different podcast on, like, how to cope with a breakup. That's, like, a whole nother thing. But this, number three, what does this person offer that you can't find somewhere else? It can be something you ask yourself before 
you get into it, and also after. So, kind of talking about this one, um, I feel like sometimes we are like, we meet someone, they're really nice, they're really sweet, and we're like, if I don't, you know, take this more seriously, if I don't get into a relationship, if I don't move things forward, this person is going to go away forever, you know? And there's a whole, I could do a whole podcast on, like, fate and, like, waiting for things that belong to you, whatever. But it's, like, um, anyway, for the situation, it's, like, um, the things that, the thing is, if you ask yourself, what makes this person so special, I think you'll find that a lot of things that people offer, you can find elsewhere. And that's not to say that people, like, aren't special. But it, I am saying that, like, don't place so much, you know, don't be obsessed with this person, with the person that you just met or a person that you even have known for a while. Because when we do that, I think we, not that they don't have value, but we put like, you know, obsession, like way too much value on this person. And if you ask yourself, what do they offer that I can't find somewhere else? You'll find that the traits that you're listing are kind of, you know, universal. You can kind of find it anywhere. And when you do that, I think it allows us to pace ourselves. It allows us to not be obsessed with the person. And um, it allows us to just like slow down a bit. So I think that's a good question to ask, you know, before you get into it, a relationship, but also afterwards. But different podcasts on breakups. All right. Number four. This is also, you know, a question you can ask before and also after and also during kind of goes for all of them number four are they nice to you are they nice to you this feels like a very rudimentary question you know but it's also like a really good question that I've had to ask myself a few times because I feel like a lot of times we get, you know, someone being nice to us confused with how they make us feel. And I'll try to explain that. Um, so you can feel good. Someone can make you feel good without necessarily being nice to you. They can give you things and make you feel something without necessarily being nice to you. So, an example maybe. Someone might, um, someone might text you and call you and they might hang out with you and they might like give you like intimate moments and make you feel something, you know? I think intimate moments is like a, a specific one. So we'll say someone is like intimate with you and they make you feel something. Right. 
So someone can be intimate with you without being nice to you. Because when you think about intimacy, it very much is a give and take. And intimacy can be a very selfish thing, you know. So even if someone is giving you intimacy, they don't necessarily, it is not like the same as being nice to you because they are getting something. It can, like intimacy can be a very selfish thing, you know, and you can say, oh, but like they love me, you know, they love me. And I know they love me because we have intimate moments. And that's like a whole conversation as well. And I already said that a few times, but it is. As you can see, love is a, it's a very specific thing, but it's also something that you can talk about like all day. But anyway, that's one aspect of like, are they nice to you? The other one is like, just like, it's very much more to the point. And it's like, I think about like toxicity and it's like, people can be nice to you at one point and then kind of just like not be great to you, but then they're nice to you again. And then we kind of forget about um, all the times that they weren't great to us, you know, because it feels so good right now in this moment. It's like when, I feel like this has happened a few times um, to me and, like, to my friends. You know, you'll be, like, with your friends talking about this person and how, like, they're not great to you and how they don't spend time with you and how, like, this thing that they do makes you upset, etc., etc. And then you're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet up with them and we're going to talk about it, right? So then you guys meet up. You guys meet up and you're there. You hug and then... You don't even want to bring it up. You don't even want to bring it up. Why? Because now you're with them and now it feels good. It feels good. Even though they weren't nice to you and they're doing these things that really annoy you and like aren't great and are kind of disrespectful and like don't show off like your like your worth. You know, they're not appreciating your worth. Now that you're with them in the same room, it all just fades away and you don't even bring it up. You don't even say anything about it because now you're with them and now it feels good. But now you've forgotten that like they aren't actually nice to you, you know, because they're getting something from being with you. They're getting your energy and hanging out with someone can be selfish. Hanging out with someone does not necessarily mean they're being nice to you. So. That's number four. Number five. Um, this isn't a, it is a private question. Anyway, number five. Make sure you're both on the same page. What I mean by that is, is this a casual thing? Or is this something that's going to like move somewhere? Being on the same page is going to save you so much time, so much effort, and just so much dignity and self-respect and, like, worth. Like, it's going to save you so much if you're just on the same page. And here's the thing. I feel like sometimes, like, we already know. Like, we're afraid to ask, like, you know, what are we? What is this? Like, what are we doing? 
we're afraid to ask that question, sometimes because we already know the answer, and sometimes because we want to say, like, oh, not asking and not getting the clarification kind of diffuses the responsibility and it allows you to say in two months after you've been talking, you know, like, oh, like we were working towards something serious, you know, because you've been talking for two months. But here's the deal. Even if you're talking for two months, and this is controversial, even if you're talking for two months, talking for two months can be perceived very differently. Because we can talk for two months and be very casual, you know, and in, in not really be working towards anything. We're just hanging out and being like whatever. But someone could also perceive it and be like, you know, we've been talking for two months. Like, we've been working towards something, etc., etc. And it's one thing if a person during these two months is saying like, you know, I love you, like I want to do this, like I can't wait to have this, and like, etc., etc. Love that word. Can't spell it though. Um, that's one thing. If they are saying, they basically are saying what this is by saying like, I can't wait to do X, Y, and Z. I can't wait to like, you know, whatever. Looking towards the future and like, and like imagining the future together. But it's also like, if that doesn't happen and you guys are just talking and chatting and hanging out a lot and texting a lot and calling a lot. You know, if they if they decide, like, okay, like, this is it. Like, I don't really want to do this anymore. Saying you led me on is not, it's just not okay. You know, but if at the very beginning, you know, a month in, you're like, hey, do you want to keep this casual? Or, 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 or are we working towards something? Getting that clarification is nice. It's nice and it, it saves us time. But a lot of times we don't ask. Because we're afraid of the answer. We don't ask because that diffuses the responsibility and it gives us a pass to say in a few months down the road, you led me on. And it's not fair. That's not fair. So anyway, that's number five. Just be on the same page and don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to ask. Number six, moving along. This isn't a question, but it's just advice. Number six, set boundaries instead of using avoidance tactics. So this is more for my girlies, my school friends who, who are afraid to get serious, who are afraid to move things forward because they are afraid of, you know, things ending the same way as last time. You know, which is kind of like this idea of like self-sabotage. This is for my self-sabotage girlies. Um, setting boundaries instead of avoiding someone. It's, it's going to be best for both parties. And here's why. So I feel like, a, like, you know, if someone has been asking you to hang out and to finally meet you, you know, and you kind of just been pushing off, oh, I'm busy, or I'm doing this, or just not answering, or whatever. That you have to put yourself in their shoes and look from their perspective and be like, okay, how would this make me feel if I'm like initiating 
and, you know, trying to get someone, like, trying to meet someone and, like, get to know them. And they're kind of just, like, not really trying, kind of avoiding me, whatever. What? How does that make, how would that make me feel? And, you know, it might make someone feel like they aren't enough. It may, like, make someone start wondering why you don't want to hang out and then start blaming themselves as to why you don't want to hang out, you know? You might start, they might start saying, I'm just not that interesting. They just don't like me. You know, I'm not attractive enough. I'm just like not, I don't live up to the beauty standard. Like, there's so many things you could ask yourself, like you start asking yourself when someone is avoiding you and someone isn't giving you, you know, that time. Um, you know, and also, you know, for me, like also for you, it's nice to just set boundaries instead of, you know, if the fear is like, I don't want to be intimate on our first like, date, instead of avoiding them and never having a first date, you can say, I would love to meet you, but I'm just saying it right now. I just want to set the boundary that this is just going to be a very casual night where we just like learn about each other. Like I don't want to do anything crazy. And that person can then decide, you know, do I want to go on this date? And if they don't want to go on that date anymore, then that's like their thing. Whatever. But it saves you so much time. You don't have to avoid this person. You don't have to, like, mute their text and, like, you know, do all these things. Just, like, say what it is. Say what you want and set the boundary. So that you don't have to, like, be skipping around and they don't have to, like, be kept wondering. Because no one likes to be kept wondering. And that leads me to number seven. Number seven is, don't keep people guessing and don't let them make you guess. This is a lot about, like, um, it's about boundaries and, like, avoidance, whatever. But it's also about, like, um, if you have to, like, guess as to whether someone really likes you or as to whether someone really values you or guess like what they're thinking uh you don't you don't ever want to guess what someone's thinking because here's the thing you're usually going to be wrong you're usually going to choose the more negative thing and it it really does it leads back to self-sabotage you know if you're ever wondering something you know, if you're wondering if someone likes you, if you're wondering, you know, like, if this person wants to move things forward, or if this person wants to keep things casual, or like, whatever the case may be, it is, it really is best just to ask. And like I was saying, we don't, oftentimes we don't ask because we're afraid of the answer, we don't want the answer, or we want to pass later on to be like, you didn't tell me. You know, we want to be able to say, you didn't tell me, so that we can, like, you know, cast the responsibility onto someone else. When in reality, it's a joint responsibility. And we also have a responsibility, you know. So, you don't want to keep people guessing either, you know. Like... I think we're, I think we always, like, we know if we like someone, we know we want to hang out with someone. And we know 
when we do things, like, we know what we're doing. We know what you're doing. You know what you're doing, you know? So it's like, don't play mind games, as I guess is what I'm trying to say. Don't play mind games. Don't be wishy-washy. Don't blow them up one week and then disappear for two weeks. It's just not cute. And it's like, you don't want someone to do that to you. So, like, just don't, don't do other people. They like, don't do it to other people. It's, I mean, it really does, like, boil down to, like, um, the golden rule. Treat others, treat others the way you want to be treated. It really does boil down to that. Guessing games aren't cute. We're grown-ass adults. Just say how you feel. Ask questions if you need clarification. And that's it. And if you don't want clarification, if you just want to quit it, then, like, then let that be that. But don't keep people guessing. And I was going to, like, jump into, like, mm, I'm not even going to say that. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Moving on. Um, number eight. We're, and we're getting pretty close here to the end. Number eight. Advice. Take your time. This kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. But, you know, we really do have so much time. And if we really do like someone, if we really do love someone, or want to love someone, we do not have to jump into it immediately, you know? And the thing is, like, I think we get afraid that, like, if we don't do something right now, they're going to find someone else. And listen, they might. And who are we to tell someone to wait for us? You know, we cannot force people to wait for us. What we can do is, if you're bold and if you're nasty, you can say, hey, I really do like you and I really do want to get, I want to know more about you. But right now, I can't give you what I think you deserve. So I can't jump into that right now and I won't ask you to wait for me. But I just want you to know that I am interested. I really do like you. But I just can't give you what I think you deserve right now. You don't have to wait for me. But that's just what it is. And that's where I'm at. If you're bold, you can say that. You know? And what that does is like... It does allow you to take your time with yourself. It allows you not to rush into things. It allows you to learn more about yourself... And to get yourself ready for someone else. So when that union does happen, you can still learn things while you're in that union. But it's not this messy thing that could have been, you know, a lot easier if you would have just taken your time and just spent more time with yourself. I feel like a lot of us need to spend more time with ourselves um, spend more time asking ourselves questions about our being and what we want and what we desire and why we want what we want and why we desire what we desire and what we're afraid of and why we're afraid of it. Um, that's just, you need time for that. You know, you need time for that. And you have to take your time with yourself. Um, and also, you know, if you do decide to jump into a relationship, even in that relationship, you have to take your time. You know, you don't need to move in with each other after three months of knowing each other. You don't have to get engaged so fast. 
Um, you don't have to, you don't even have to make it official so fast. You know, I think sometimes we're afraid of like if we don't put a lock on it, if we don't put a title on it right now, this person's gonna leave, and I won't have it. You know. I think you'll find that the things that belong to us always stay or always come back. You know, what belongs to us will always find us. And that's why you always know that's yours, because it always finds you again, or it never leaves you in the first place. But um, take your time. All right, final two, number nine. Choose carefully what you share. Vulnerability is earned. I feel like sometimes we meet people who make us feel really safe and that's really great. Make us feel really safe and we're like, I wanna share so many things with this person. And what I would say is, you know, take your time and also like, just be careful in what you want to share and ask yourself, do I trust this person this much with this information? And if this information that I'm sharing with them, if they shared that with someone else, how would that make me feel? You know, do I trust them with this information? Because I know it gets late at night. And we start feeling vulnerable, and we start saying things, start sharing secrets, you know? And it feels nice in the moment when we're sharing it, because it's like, it brings us closer. And I think, it, you know, it might, it, it might very well bring you closer. But it's like, once you share something, once we speak, it's out in the universe forever. Forever. You have to be careful what you say and what you what you say and who you say it to. Um, vulnerability is earned, you know. Vulnerability is something that takes time. And just sharing with them and saying, "I would love to share more things with you," and because they might say, "I feel like I don't know a lot about you," you know, um, and you can just say. I would love to share more with you, but I'm just waiting, you know, I'm just waiting to share those things um, until I'm completely sure that I want to share those things with you. And I think we can keep working towards that. I think that's great. I think it's a great thing to say, but you don't want to feel rushed to share something. And I know in the spur of the moment, you might want to say something and share something, but just be careful of what you say and who you say it to. That's what I'll say. Last one, and I've kind of talked about this a few times. Number 10, remember your worth. And once again, this is something you can ask before you get into a relationship, while you're in it, and after it's over. Remember your worth. Your worth is, it really is everything. And I feel that sometimes we forget our worth because we are not taking our time, because we are jumping in these situationships, relationships, whatever. And the thing is, when we spend so much time with people who don't know us, 
when we spend so much time with these people and they treat us in certain ways, we begin to confuse how they perceive us with our worth, our actual worth. And it makes sense because when we surround ourselves with people who do not know us, but, you know, try to tell us about ourselves and try to tell us our worth and what we are and what we are not, we, we believe it because that's the environment, the ecosystem that we're in. But imagine like when you're with your friends, with you're with your people and they're just, you know, when you surround yourself with great people, we feel great about ourselves and we remember our worth. But when we surround ourselves with people who do not know us, but who feel that we, but who feel that they can speak on our character, we forget our worth. And that is why it is so important to take your time. That's why it is so important to ask yourself, why do I want to be in a relationship? You know, that's why it's so important to ask ourselves all these questions that I've like listed, you know, and to consider all the advice that I've offered. Because if you don't, you'll find that every time you start something new, you have less to offer the next time you start something new, you know? And that's kind of a Call Me By Your Name reference. And that, like, that one of the final scenes, which is just so lovely. And he kind of just talks about how we rip out so much of ourselves to kind of cure ourselves of things faster. You know, and we start all these relationships and we jump into all these things and we forget our worth. And then every time, like I just said, every time we start something new, we actually have less to offer. And that's no good for them, it's no good for you, it's no good for anyone. So seriously, surround yourself with good people. Surround yourself with yourself and with questions, you know, about your identity and what you love and what you want and what you desire. And remind yourself what you're worth. Um, yeah. So that's my advice. Um, those are the questions I think are great to ask yourself. Um, questions I've asked myself. I hope this advice will be useful this cuffing season. Um, Y'all stay safe out there, though. It's cold. Okay, it's cold. But don't get crazy. All right. Um, anyway, that's basically it for this podcast. Thank you for joining me. Um, I'll be back next Tuesday, every Tuesday. Uh, be sure to leave a review. Give this five stars. If you listen to it, give it five stars. And click the follow button so you're notified every time I upload a new podcast. Um, I'd like to do another episode on breakups. If that's interesting to anyone, um... Anyway, have a nice week, take a breath, slow down, um, everything that belongs to you will find you, everything that is yours 
will always come back. Alright. That's all I have. Bye, guys.